Have you heard of Anchor? It's free and it's so easy. If I can figure it out, pretty much anyone can. Create your own podcast from your phone or any device and they will distribute it across Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms on your behalf without you having to do a thing. You can also make money without any minimum listenership or any required audience. Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. Looking for an alternative option to unpleasant treatments? Empower Body Care has natural non-toxic options for relief and so much more. Empower offers cannabinoid-based topical relief oils and lotions, sensual oil, and soaking salts that are all versatile. They're perfect for soothing localized discomfort all over body care and preventative wellness for anyone who just wants to feel relaxed, refreshed, and good in their skin. At Empower Body Care, their mission is to provide high-quality, plant-based alternatives to conventional treatment methods. You can check out their product line at empowerbodycare.com and on Twitter at Empower Oil. That's empowerbodycare.com and at Empower Oil. You can also check out founder Trista Oakle's interview in Episode 8 of Your Highness Podcast. You're listening to Your Highness Podcast with Diana Crash, founder of Good Vibes Marketing. Good Vibes Marketing provides organic content and marketing solutions to the cannabis space. And this is Leah, co-founder of BakeSmart. Our canicals are the first edible safety designs for cannabis-infused foods. Anyone from your child to your grandmother will understand when a food is medicated as long as it's marked with our edible green crosses. <laughs> today. Hey, Diana, I am doing so good because I'm excited about this episode. We got lots to share and I'm, I'm very excited about my uh, favorite product. So what about you? Oh, yeah. How are you? How's that baby? How's it? What? How's that baby? That little guy, you know, the kid, you know, who you wake up to him every morning. He's there. Every, morning, every five seconds. It's been, <laughs> it's been a very intense week, as you know. Um, when the baby gets sick, it's like, whew. <laughs> yeah, I don't like this. I'm glad I don't have those days anymore. Right. Um, I mean, it's an adventure, right? So yeah. I have to look at it. That's right. So, That's right. yeah. So, forgive me, listeners, if you're listening. <laughs> Baby brain. <laughs> uh, forgive me for any things I say that might be a little wonky today because I'm running on fumes, but I'm staying positive and I'm feeling better today because I got like two hours of sleep last night. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's no, I, think I, might have gotten I don't even like hearing that. Yeah, I might have gotten a solid three or four. So that's actually pretty good. Anyway. Uh, I do not miss those days. Do not miss them. So I'm going to start with my favorite thing. Um Nice. It's actually uh, not really a thing. It's <laughs> lobby days. Um, the there we go. <laughs> right. National Cannabis Industry Association, which is commonly referred to as NCIA in the biz, uh, they're having mm-hmm. their cannabis industry lobby days, which is exclusive to NCI members. But um, basically, you go for three days to D.C., 
and those days are the May 21st to the 23rd. And you uh, train to go and lobby the legislators and you advocate for the industry. Um, I think there are different different bills that you can kind of attach yourself to, you know, whichever thing is, is more important to you at the moment, you can go and, and focus on that and actually meet the legislators. And um, it's a really great opportunity for things to happen um, and, and for movement. So if you are in the area and you're an NCIA member, or even if you're not, just check it out so you can kind of get an idea for next year. I can't go this year because I don't have childcare, but um, next year I definitely am going to make it a, a I'm going to make it a thing. <laughs> you should. Um, I can't. I really like. I really like that about them too. That they do that because they really give you an opportunity to have your voice heard. And I think I've shared this before. I went to a lobby day here in Portland, Oregon, mm -hmm. and uh, the lobbyists actually killed um, a bill about taxing because they didn't realize how much it was going to hurt. Um, the community and the the industry, mm -hmm. you know, that we're already being taxed hard. So it's really important to get out there and lobby. And um, and I'm bummed you can't go this year, mm -hmm. but I'm really glad that NCIA offers a service. And even if you can't go, just to support them by sharing um, the information. Yes. And I think that you can go on their website and find that, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that would be the cannabisindustry.org. Um, and you can follow them on social media as well. Um, their Twitter is again um, at the cannabis in or no, I'm sorry, the cannabis industry is what shows up on Twitter. Their their Twitter handle is actually at NCIA org, and we'll link to that in our social media in our recaps. So check it out. Yes, we will. Mm -hmm. So what's your favorite thing, Leah? My favorite thing is books. Mm -hmm. um, I have two books, actually. Same author. Uh, the author is um, Robin Griggs Lawrence, and she wrote um, a couple years ago the Cannabis Kitchen Cookbook, which is a really great book, um, and I love that, and it just kind of came back into my little you know, yeah. view or whatever, mm -hmm. and I was able to interview her, and she has a new book coming out called Pot in Pans, A History of Eating Cannabis read that it is amazing it's there's so much rich history with cannabis that i had no clue about and i i was starting to feel embarrassed i was like oh i'm in the industry maybe i should know this but there's a lot of things I, as i was talking to robin and finding out there's a lot of things people don't even know and she goes back to neolithic times and kind of walks you through all the history of cannabis and what i love most about this book as compared to some other books that are out there is the way she writes you really feel like you're sitting down having coffee with her and she's just sharing this um she writes beautifully it's a really easy read and it's really really interesting i mean the whole history of the marijuana brownie the pot brownie um the way it started is not anything i think a lot of people know like the whole story. And so it, it's a really great read. And what was really cool at the end of the book, she has these recipes from different countries, um, like the original kind of recipes of when people from years and years and years ago first started using marijuana. Now, the interesting thing is there aren't any measurements, right? And so I was like, oh my God, you got to have measurements. But really it's more intuitive. Maybe, you know, there's nutmeg in one and maybe you don't really like nutmeg. So maybe you put a little more else in there and, and it's just a really cool thing um she has the recipe for i think it's munjong or something it's like the the fudge from africa that they make 
and then that bong um, drink from India. So some really cool things, but I, I highly, highly recommend her cookbook, uh, the Cannabis Kitchen Cookbook. She has, I think, 12 different chefs who had, came together and contributed. And then this Pot and Pans, The History of Eating Cannabis, is really such a great read. And I, you know, you know me and edibles, it's my, it's my jam. Uh, but I really found both of these books incredibly interesting. And I encourage readers to not only purchase it, but also don't forget to do a review because reviews help the book get out there. And, and books like this are ones that you really want to get into people's hands um, because she's telling kind of like the truth about it. There's not any propaganda. She covers a whole lot of different subjects like inequality in the industry and how that came about and even like how the drug wars started and all this. So really interesting read and um, yeah, I highly recommend it. Yes. Um, I think that also to your point about reviews, I can speak to that as a writer. It's really important to get mm -hmm. reviews and, and get shares on these, um, these pieces of content, whatever it may be, but especially with books, it's very important because with Amazon and everything like that now, it's everything just can get lost in the shuffle so easily, no matter how awesome it really can. Is. And I mean, we all know when we go on Amazon, what do you look for? You look for the reviews. Mm -hmm. You look to see what's the highest rating. And so it was like Robin said, you don't want to write a book and then just have it lay there. You know, you really want to get it out there. And the way to do that is in the simplest way to do that is through reviews. And so we um, have the interview with Robin coming up probably in another three or four episodes. So be sure to listen or look out for that to listen to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, what I've seen of the book is amazing. And I can't wait to try the recipe for oh, yeah. because I love it. <laughs> I know, right? And I don't so follow excited, any so. kind of recipe measurements. So I'm excited about having an intuitive approach. Oh, well, there you go. It was, it was like written for exactly. you. Then. Yes. <laughs> I asked her to write it for me and she did. <laughs> well, you know me, I like, I like rules. I like rules because I don't break them, but um, you know, I like my yeah. measurements. So, so for me, it's going to be a little more challenging. So anyway, let's get into our show because I'm excited for this. Uh, yes. So today we're going to talk about the four R's of sustainability in cannabis. So, um, I'm going to start with the first R, which is respect. Now a big complaint I see a lot in this industry. I see it on social media and other groups and, and it, it just pops up from time to time when people are feeling really honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just put it that way. And, and also let me preface it by saying that, you know, we all drop the ball sometimes, you know, we all get caught up in what? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally you might not you might be the only exception to the rule, Leah. <laughs> oh, God. Not even. Not uh, even. I do drop and it. I'll, speaking of ours, unless you're a robot, you have had, you've dropped a ball at one point in your life, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, especially if you're an entrepreneur or you're self-employed. I mean, there's just so much that you're taking on. And, it, and sometimes we take on too much, but that's another conversation. Um, the common complaint I hear a lot, and I know you hear it, is that people are flaky. In cannabis um let's yeah. not shy away from that because i know there are a lot of stereotypes that we're trying to buck in this industry and i understand that but there are there is a flakiness there is a there is an element of flakiness in this industry um so we need to own it and say that 
that's that it's there and we need to make it better um and the way we do that is not setting unrealistic expectations i really appreciate it when people are really honest with me and say like it's gonna be a while you know as long as they respond to me and let me know because it goes back to respecting people's time which is what the respect is we're respecting people's time and effort when you say hey you know what i'm sorry that i haven't responded to you in two months <laughs> um but things are crazy right now you know things are just bonkers bananas i can't even that's fine that's at least trying to respect someone else's time well i think in this industry too because it moves so quickly, right? We all have so much on our plate. And I think that there's an element of, one is the old guard where everything is a lot slower. And so they're still moving at that pace. Um, mm -hmm. And then there's also the, the group of people like me and you who are completely overwhelmed with all these different things to do, always having deadlines. But like you said, it's, it's respecting that and knowing that and not overbooking yourself, not overpromising. Like if you if you have so much on your plate and there's one more thing that's going to be added and you know, it's going to take you some time, then be honest. Or also if you are booked for something like, you know, like our show, let's say, or, or even like, I remember when I was had an edible company and I'd have a meeting with a distributor and they wouldn't even show up and you're like, okay, my time is really valuable. And mm -hmm. if you're not going to show up, fine, totally get it. I'm, I'm happy to reschedule, but just let me know. Don't let me waste my time going to meet you and then sit there and wait for an hour. You know, it it's there is a lot of that. I talk to people all the time, you know, we both do through the show and, and through our businesses. And that is the one common complaint is mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. people are flaky. People will promise things, they won't deliver. And so you really want to in order like for yourself too, right? Yeah. Everyone's time is valuable. Right. 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 You just have to think about how you want to be treated. I mean, it's just, it goes back to that all the time. You know, it's like, I, I know I drop the ball sometimes and especially having Crohn's disease, it's not, you know, something I, I'm, I'm putting out there as a reason why I'm flaky, but it is a reason. So I have to recognize that sometimes I really don't feel up to it and I have to be honest about that. Um, and I've learned to just say that instead of saying, you know, oh, blah, 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 can we, or just not saying anything at all, you right. know, I have to let people know that this is what's happening, because if I feel like if I don't, how can I expect that from other people, right? I mean, right. we just have to um, respect everyone's time, because time is money, our time is valuable, and, and so, I mean, it, I know that sounds like, duh, obvious, but like, <laughs> I'm just tired of people saying, you know, oh, so-and-so is important and they, they, they gave me their time. No, everyone equally has valuable time. Like our time is all valuable. So just recognize that is all I'm saying. <laughs> also, your word has to mean something mm -hmm. and, and in your, and your reputation, your business, everything is is riding on that. Mm -hmm. So when you're known as a flaky person, mm -hmm. people are not going come to you people mm -hmm. are going to stop coming or they're going to go well yeah you can use that person but just know mm -hmm. they're super flaky mm -hmm. and and you really don't want that you want I mean it is one thing I know you pride yourself on that and I pride myself on that is being a person of your word mm -hmm. if I tell you I'm going to get something to you I will and if I can't I will let you know so and I think that goes really far with people because I know that I hear it I know you hear it it's like oh I'm, I'm really glad I can rely on you oh I'm really glad that you came through on this was really important to me. So I think that really just 
remembering that your word means a lot mm -hmm. and, and you have to, to like protect your reputation and your business's reputation by respecting other people and respecting yourself too. You know, it's like, and it's a lesson that's constantly learning. Yeah. We're always learning it because I, especially after being pregnant and I had no idea and people told me, you know, Oh, sure. I know. I, I was Leah one of those told me people. on a daily basis, and I was like, I got this. Um, and I, you're all, oh, God, no and I dropped the ball um, a thousand times during my pregnancy. So if you're out there and I dropped the ball, please email me and let me know because honestly, I know I did, and I don't. It wasn't intentional. It kills me to have that out there. But if it's out there, please let me know because it was not intentional. I promise you. And I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to work on my expectation level, like you were saying, unrealistic expectations. I used to be one of those people that's like, oh yeah, take six classes, work two full-time jobs and a part-time and, you know, sure, I got this. Um, not anymore. <laughs> um, you know, right. it's just too much. No. And, and uh, yeah, I can't do it anymore. And I'm just really honest about that. And I'm, I'm also trying to learn still every day. I'm trying to learn what my parameters are, you know, but uh, it's, it's just something that we mm -hmm. all have to work on. So anyways. no, most definitely. And um, you can go. Should we go to the next one? We yeah. ready? <laughs> All right. The next one, relationships. So this is a really good one. I like this one because um, the one thing I love about our industry is the relationships that you can build and people are always willing to help each other out. And I love that. And it's really important to have nice, strong relationships, not only, you know, to help your business, but to help you. It's good to have like, you know, a support system. So for relationships, going to, we always talk about this networking at conferences, going to classes, um, you know, what's another thing, Diana, that we can do? Um, going on forums, joining groups, you yeah, know? Absolutely. There's community events um, a lot of times. I mean, I think that there are some surprising things I've, I've found in the area, you know? Uh, there's always an opportunity to build a relationship in this, in this industry. Oh, no, definitely. And what I really love, and you and I both have experienced this with this um, podcast, is how much people are there for each other, how much people are like, oh, my gosh, you've got to talk to so-and-so. Um, oh, you do this. You should talk to this person. And I love that about this industry, and I love that about our show, that we get to meet so many amazing people, and they've connected us, and we've connected them, and it's really nice. And, and I love that about these relationships. And it's so important, especially for women. We need each other. Um, Mm -hmm. So just, you know, again, it goes back to your word again, but create strong relationships, be there for other women, be there for each other, be there for, you know, whoever it is. Um, because I know a lot of the relationships that I built at the very beginning when I was starting out, I mean, they're my best relationships. I just saw my good friend Trenton who, um, you know, I shared his kitchen. He was so generous with me and, um, you know, he's going to be a sponsor of our show now and he does shop CD mm -hmm. and I love that, you know, it's like, that was a really strong relationship and there's just all kinds. You just, they'll be beneficial to you. Yes, there are. And I think it's really important that we don't just, you know, schmooze each other either. We have to be accountable. We have to hold each other accountable. <laughs> well, of course, but, you know, I mean, it's not even about schmoozing. It's about like that relationship. You know, he helped me out. We had a kitchen, um, you know, just little things. I would bake him scones. He loves scones. You know, little things go a long way with people. Um, I introduced him to 
some people. He introduced me to people. You know, I, I love that relationship because now we're really good friends. So what starts, or like you and I, what starts out as like a business relationship then becomes a friendship. And then you can really have a support system when you're like, oh my gosh, I have no, I don't know where to turn. I've got this issue. And you have all these people you can ask, you know, you have a solution. Mm-hmm. The relationships Absolutely. are very important. So be a good friend and, you know. Be a good friend and help and hold each other accountable or accountability buddies, as I like to call them. <laughs> because I'm a nerd. <laughs> you are. Sometimes it helps to have a friend that you say, hey, look, I'm trying to do X, Y, Z in the next few weeks. Can you help me? And you check that. Just check in and say, are you doing what you said you're going to do? Why not? And then that person will say, well, because of this. And they say, that's not a good enough reason. Get your stuff together. Come on. Because sometimes you need that. You need somebody to go, hey, get your shit together, man. You know, or woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and that's another relationship. (laughs) Go out and get a mentor, too. That's another really good Go out there and get a mentor. Just go out there and find one. (laughs) Yeah, and I found one. I love my mentor. Love him. That's great. He's amazing. I'm so happy okay. for you, Leah. So why don't, why don't you go to the next <laughs> R, okay? I will. Um, so the next R is resources. I feel like a cheerleader. R is for resources. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other great thing about the cannabis industry is there are so many free and inexpensive resources that can make you as a person and as a business better. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these are not specific to cannabis. Uh, we put some non-cannabis related resources in here for once, but we always talk about, you know, like we just talked about the NCIA, the MCBA. There's so many organizations out there offering education and things like the lobby days. So you can actually learn about how to work on a bill, you know, um, right. and, and things like that. So some of the other things that we have on here, um, are resources that freelancers like me use a lot like canva uh which is a it's like a content creation tool i would say um you can create your newsletter more like a a graphic uh content creation so like you know if you want to do postcards and things like that but right yeah well right content creation (laughs) (laughs) i think content creation like words like like copy i don't know like that to me is like graphics so I'm sorry. Content is, <laughs> Content is anything you're creating that is like basically media in any kind of way. So I use Canva um, a lot for, for our social media, for our postcards, mm-hmm. for our, like uh, mm-hmm. for the newsletter. I use Canva for PowerPoint presentations. I mean, I use Canva all the time. It's one of my favorite yeah. go-tos. It's great. I love it. I love it for infographics. I use it all the time. Um, Another one is Fiverr. You can find um, some freelancers on there. Mary's List is one of our uh, favorites because it's a friend of the show, Mm -hmm. um, Denise. And she's going to be on this episode, actually. Mm -hmm. And she's amazing, founder of Mary's List. Um, Go on there to find people who are looking for jobs. There's events. There's all kinds of things. And their newsletter, Mary's List, the newsletter for Mary's List is 
just packed full of information. It's amazing. Um, so check out Mary's list. And then we have Skillshare, which is another incredible source. Um, not It's not free, but it's super cheap. And I think yeah. you can actually do a free trial. Uh, you um, can. On there. You can have some free classes. Right. They give you a list of free classes, but it's a great place to learn some basic skills. Because even if you hire out, it's really good to have those basic like Photoshop or Illustrator skills or, you know, um, yeah, they have a ton photography, all, all kinds of things. So many things. Like literally, sometimes I just go, I wonder if they have a class on this, and I look it up, and oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so pretty much anything, I think. Um, not anything, but there's it's it's a lot. There's, there's a lot. A really wide range. And then another one that you um, helped me with was, um, gosh, and we'll have the the link on there, and I can't remember it exactly. It's like transcribe really. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's where you just pay $20 a year and $6 an hour. And it's um, a transcription service, kind of like Rev, which is another mm-hmm. transcription service, but it's a lot more expensive. Um, but this one is really great. I've used it. So if you have a podcast and you want your episodes transcribed quickly, um, this is a really great resource for that. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. so excited that we found that because... Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they literally, the turnaround time is like a couple hours, which is fantastic. And you're not paying a rush fee. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I really love. So that's another really great resource. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, so, yes, our last one is responsibility, which kind of goes back to the other three. But this one is about how we should elevate the industry through education and activism, like the NCAA lobby days, community service, um, giving back to your community. Like if you have um, a company and you want to donate back, that's a really wonderful way to kind of put a more positive spin on what we're doing. Um, especially, you know, in, in these communities that don't want dispensaries or they, right. they're against, the industry, you really have to give back and get out and educate through farmers market days, have mm-hmm. a booth, educate the um, the public through through conferences to going and getting information. Like um, one of our sponsors on this episode is the Cultivation Classic, and that's a really great uh, conference in Portland, Oregon. It's on May seventeenth and eighteenth, and it's all about the science and about local growers and about you know all about the plant, but it's a great place to come and learn any other conferences in your area, you know, go to them and learn about what, what's the latest, greatest, what are people talking about? Um, Even that book, you know, the history of cooking with cannabis, educating people that this isn't the stoners herb. It's actually an herb that's been around since the beginning of time and people have been using it for years and years and years. Right. And have a logical discussion because, um, for instance, uh, one example I have is locally, we had a dispensary that was going to open. Um, It didn't because of, you know, whatever, legislation stuff, which is another thing. But anyway the people in the community were going to protest it opening uh, because they thought that it would give an air, give a, an outlet for the teenagers to, to buy cannabis. Like, okay, well, first of all, there's a bunch of liquor stores in that spot that was that were going to open who right. have been known to serve minors who have fake IDs. I mean, let, that's just the first thing. There are so many layers to it. But instead of getting angry and saying, well, that's impossible, you know, Ask these people, where where are you getting your information from? And then just point by point, 
show them how this isn't correct. <laughs> you know, um, show them how the areas that have recreational have, you know, a severe reduction in, in uh, drug crimes and how actually in areas where it's recreationally legal, teen usage has gone down. Because a lot of times when you take away the element of illicit use, right? Teenagers are not really enthralled with it anymore. I mean, if all the liquor stores started saying, you know what, we're going to serve uh, minors openly and it's okay, you know, if that became legal, who would want to drink under the age of 21? When you turn 21, it's not exciting anymore. <laughs> that you're like 21 and you go have your big party, but other than that, it's really not that big of a deal. Right. No, it's really true. So, so getting out there and and, and sharing that and just, you know, I mean, our industry has a lot um, of stigmas to get over. Mm -hmm. So find your passion and then try and educate others. And don't take it personally when people are like, I don't believe in cannabis. Mm -hmm. um, there's always going to be people like that. Right. As they take a drink. You know, <laughs> I, I don't understand that, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. Um, right. And I don't judge. Do what you want to do with your life. But, you know, I only ask the same in return. Um, so that's it for the four R's. Um, and we really, really are very grateful for anyone who is listening. Um, and if you if we missed any of these major resources, please let us know, because we're always open to sharing what we know. There's so much out there. So we're only touching on some of it. Yeah. All right. So it looks like our time is up. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Diana. And I hear that little baby crying. You need to go be a mommy. All right. Thank you for listening and uh, stay in touch. Till next time. Bye. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Cultivation Classic. Your chance to learn from some pretty incredible women in the cannabis science, research, policy, and product development is right around the corner. Cultivation Classic is happening in Portland, Oregon on May 17th and 18th at Revolution Hall. Dr. Allison Justice of Outco. Katie Stem from Peak Extracts, Chanel Lindsay from Ardent, Dr. Adie Ray of Smart Cannabis, Raven Duckett of Supernova Women, and many more will be on stage during Oregon's only conference and competition for craft cannabis produced in Oregon, paired with public education and curated especially for thought leaders, policymakers, producers, bud tenders, and consumers. This event will sell out. To learn more about the speakers and tickets, please visit cultivationclassic.cc or reach out on Instagram using the handle at Cultivation Classic. Our first guest is Amy Westman. Amy Westman is the current Vice President of Marketing and Sales for Creative Packaging, a manufacturer of certified child-resistant packaging that has been designed for the cannabis marketplace. In addition to her role at Creative Packaging, Amy is adjunct faculty at Colorado Technical University in the Business School in Aurora, Colorado. So Amy, what is creative packaging? Well, Diana, our, um, our, our official elevator pitch is as follows. Creative is an innovative manufacturing and engineering company who champions the proprietary, certified, child-resistant, um, customizable cannabis packaging crafted to enhance your brand. Creative is dedicated to keeping cannabis in the right hands in a responsible, sustainable, and innovative way. So in short, we are a company that makes uh, cannabis packaging, and it's child-resistant, it is uh, CR certified, it is recyclable, it's upcyclable, and it's also patented. So our design will not be seen um, by any other manufacturer in the marketplace. Wow. It's unique. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Yeah, thank you. Very excited to be a part of the company. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, can I just expand a little sure, bit? Sure, absolutely. It was. It was founded actually by two packaging engineers in the medical device arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the original founder went out and he saw sort of a place in the market for some unique packaging around cannabis, and he bought I think five hundred dollars worth of uh, cannabis edibles of different sizes and shapes. He did a bunch of measuring. Um, he laid it out in a spreadsheet, and as you know, engineers do. He found sort of um, a gap in the market place where packaging needed something. Mm -hmm. So he partnered with another uh, design engineer and they developed the creative package roughly four years ago. Um, And we've grown exponentially since. So it's, it's been kind of a fun journey to be a part of. Yeah. Thank you. Um, And so how is being a salesperson in this space, in the cannabis space different from other industries? Well, you know, so you're speaking to someone that's uh, primarily from a medical device background. Mm -hmm. I kind of cut my teeth in sales and medical device. And as many people know, medical devices, it's a really, really challenging, it's a very competitive industry. There's a lot of regulation Mm -hmm. around it. So I was very used to, you know, having a lot of hoops to jump through, having a lot of committees to talk to, having a lot of white papers and justification for products. So I came into, so I oversee sales and marketing for creative packaging. And I sort of came into this arena thinking, oh gosh, you know, I had this medical device mindset. Like it's going to be a really big challenge, but I have to tell you, this is the most fun I've had in sales in a long time. People are so welcoming. Um, everybody is really great about sharing information around packaging, around regulations, because things are changing so mm-hmm. quickly in the marketplace. Um, people are very apt to share their knowledge. Uh, they, they're very open to questions and suggestions as well. It's a very creative industry too. forgive the No, pun, I know, right? It, it is, is a very, <laughs> It's a very creative industry. So it's been really fun to work with our, our partners because they've done some extraordinary things with branding and with messaging and just the graphic design that's involved in packaging. So that component's really mm-hmm. fun. Um, it's really fun to be a part of a market as well that's growing so quickly and is changing and the landscape is almost changing daily. So I've really enjoyed learning about um, not only industry and how cannabis is helping people in sort of a recreational issue, but also a medicinal sort of facet- facility or nature mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so it's um, selling in this industry, it's because it's so fast paced and because it's so interesting and it's pretty young. It's been so much fun. It's been a lot of fun and very right. welcoming and I would not change That's it. That's awesome. The world. I mean, I think that, yeah. that this industry kind of forces you to be more creative than you normally would mm-hmm. be. So I think it's, it's exciting if you look at it the right way. <laughs> it could be challenging, but it could be an exciting challenge, right? <laughs> yeah. And I tell you sort of what makes it really fun is the people. The people come from sort of all walks of life. You know, now we're getting sort of the, some of the interests of the mm-hmm. corporate folks. So I've seen some very high level um, people come from pharma and medical device and sort of dip their toe in the cannabis marketplace. And then you've got sort of these, these younger folks too, they're coming out of college saying, you know, I used cannabis Mm -hmm. for fun in college. And I see a lot of opportunity for me because I understand how it works. I know I've used it. Um, And then the marketplace too is so interesting because it's changing so fast and it's not just the U S it's global. You know, we're seeing information or news coming out of Canada, Mm -hmm. out of Europe, you know, about not only medicinal use, but recreational use as well. So, um, so much fun to be a part of, and I can't be more excited about what I do on a daily basis. (laughs) Um, So what does your work with creative entail? 
Uh, yeah, no, thanks for asking. So um, Creative is still sort of a small startup, and I like to call it the low engine that could. Um, you know, we've got this small company, and with a very small group, we've got two of us full-time, and there's three or four folks that support us on a part-time basis. We've grown from our first year of sales with, I mean, between, I think the number's about $28,000 for the first year of sales, all the way through over a million in less than three years. So we've done some really really exciting things and really um, impactful things in the market, I think. So on a daily basis, I oversee marketing. So we're doing some branding work right now. So I'll talk to the branding folks. I'll talk to some of our customers to take a look at our branding work. Um, and then I do marketing research, such as where do customers look for packaging? What sorts of things are they looking for in their packaging? Um, what sorts of products now are coming out and really growing in the marketplace? An example is pre-rolls right now are really really growing mm -hmm. very quickly. Um, so do we need to be designing packaging specifically for that sort of niche in the market? Um, also, I oversee sales and right now I'm the only sales gal. You know, I get some help from some administrative people in-house here, but uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of follow-up. It's a lot of um, hand-holding just because people are so kind of um, not knowledgeable about packaging. Uh, they have a lot of questions to ask and we do some labeling for mm -hmm. them as well. And some, we help them, you know, find suppliers for inserts and help them sometimes design inserts as well. So uh, it's just, it's sort of a different every day. And that's what I really enjoy about it. There's so much, vi so much not volatility, right. but change and um, newness every day. Yeah. It's really fun. That's awesome. Very fun. Um, in what ways can mm -hmm. a salesperson in another industry transition into a sales job with creative? Oh, that's a great question. So, um, salespeople by nature are into networking and meeting people. Mm -hmm. And if would someone would want to get into sales of medical or or let's sports equipment or any other market, they would have to do some networking in that market. So I would suggest doing a a LinkedIn search mm -hmm. of people in cannabis. Now I know cannabis is sort of a new industry, so that might not be the best way to start, but I would start with LinkedIn and find people in the cannabis industry, specifically in sales and just start reaching out and asking if you could buy them a cup of coffee, if mm -hmm. they're in your area, or if you could have a short chat on the phone mm -hmm. with them and better learn about what they're doing and the company they work for and how they got into the industry um, that would be the best way to get into cannabis in general. As far as getting into a sales job with, uh, with creative, I've always opened to taking, taking inquiries and emails and you can, um, anybody interested in selling for us can do an inquiry through our website, okay. um, which is creativepackaging.com. There's a contact us mm -hmm. link at the back of at the end of our website. And um, folks can go ahead and fill that out and put a little note in there saying, Hey, we're interested. Cause I'm sort of keeping a, a repository of people that are interested in selling for creative in the future. Awesome. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it is cool. It is cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I might have some people to send your way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, please do. I have to tell you that this, I am just, again, I am just overwhelmed with the amount of growth that we've had and it's getting to a point where I'm going to need some help soon and it's a fun problem to have but it's also a little bit of a scary problem to have right so I can yeah. I can manage this all on my own for now and our CEO and founder co-founder Bill does a really good job of um, fulfilling orders and doing some of our accounts payable and whatnot but we're, we're getting to a point where we're going to need some help mm -hmm. uh, so I am always open to talking to people that would like to work for us it's a great company I'm very, very, very proud of 
how far we've come and the thing, the little engine that could, if you will, that we've built. Mm -hmm. So um, bring it on, bring it on. Awesome. Bring on, bring on all and anybody that wants to talk to me. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> sure. Careful what you wish for. I'm kidding. Uh, I know. Ooh, yikes. <laughs> but, you know, I'd rather have a, like an overabundance than yeah. having to scramble. So Absolutely. that's okay. Uh, what is your favorite part of your job? I know the favorite part, there's so many parts. I mm -hmm. think, uh, and I think it might be specific to creative. Our CEO and founder has really given me a lot of, um, a lot of latitude to mm -hmm. make the job my own. And that's another thing that's great about cannabis is I think a lot of these companies are just starting up and they're figuring out their structure. So if you get into a small startup, you can really make the job your own. And I have that, which is something that I've always wanted. So, you know, I can go out and work with a branding agency to create really cool content, or I can go out and find interesting salespeople, or we can go to this really neat conference that is uh, maybe a small conference in a region that we'd like to see more business from. So mm -hmm. I think my favorite parts of my job are just how different it is every day. It's not yeah. sitting at a computer, um, putting structure together around a plan and then executing it. it's like I put a structure together on a plan and I execute it but then I get loopholes and I get like things coming out from right field all the time which as you get used to them are pretty fun yeah. you know regulations and new people like you asking me to do really cool things like this and right. you know meeting new vendors and meeting new partners in our business I can't tell you how much fun it's been. Yeah. It's really been a blessing. That's amazing. Um, yeah, do you have anything specific to promote or a call to action? Yeah. So, um, you know, creative packaging, we were founded on our original size, which mm -hmm. is sort of, you know, our, our, our first to market our product. We had a lot of success with it for many, for many, many months. And then we launched our mini uh, about 18 months ago. And that's been great for, you know, small edibles and small pre-rolls and concentrates and stuff. But in the last couple of weeks, we launched a new product, which I'd love to share if that's okay with you. It's called the sure. Slim. And the Slim is the same dimensions of, as our original and um, in length and, and kind of width, but the thickness mm -hmm. like the, is, is a little bit different. So it's about reminiscent of a cigarette case mm -hmm. back from the 1940s. It's perfect for five or six pre-rolls. I always say it's perfect for low profile food. Um, so it's like mints, like flatter food. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a great solution. And the perfect part about it is that um, it doesn't crush anything. It's, it's a plastic shell. So it's not going to crush any sort of pre-roll that's put mm -hmm. in, in the case, which is fun. Um, and it slides nicely in back pockets, in like suit coat pockets. Nice. It's nice in your purse. So it's kind of this low profile version of the original. Mm -hmm. It's um, we just got inventory of it last week and then we're of the black version and of the white version. We'll have inventory of it next week. And we've got, it's limited, but we've got some and we're selling it quickly. So if anybody wants any, uh, any of our version of the slim, we'd be happy to do that. Mm -hmm. And we can still print and apply labels on it Awesome uh, for our customers so we can deliver a, a finalized product. That is really great. Um, and yeah. I, I really like that you have uh, so many options that are like, you guys continue to create them. I mean, there's that, it's not a sexy topic, but it needs to be talked about <laughs> all the time, all the time. Seriously. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, we kind of aim to make it sort of sexy. Yeah. I say, I mean, I this has been same. a yeah. interview. I'm just joking. But it's been fun. It's been fun. No, no. I have to tell you that one thing, if you don't mind that I add is our packaging is very utilitarian. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of great packaging on the market. Like I give props to so many companies mm -hmm. out there. But one thing that's interesting about our packaging is that 
you can do so many things with it. We've got companies that put inserts in it. We have companies that put wraps mm-hmm. around it. We have companies that put our boxes in other boxes uh, just for the sake of um, putting different sort of varieties mm-hmm. or strains and differentiating different varieties and strains. Um, and so it's provided sort of this opportunity for companies to get our, our companies or our business parts to get really, really, I hate to say it, but creative <laughs> yeah. and make, make our box right. their own. And sort of a cool part about it is it's flat too. So it displays, there are ways that we can help you create mm-hmm. boxes to help your products be displayed in dispensaries. Cause we all go in dispensaries and we look around where we think, wow, you know, the shelf space here is really limited. And so it's critical that your brand make an impact rather quickly when a customer so walks important. into a dispensary. Yeah. So our Exactly. So our product is very conducive to lying flat and stacking. So that makes it easy to uh, store and also makes it easy to display. So folks, you know, sometimes those counters are kind of low. You look straight down and you see the brand of the product you're looking for on a creative case. Whereas other folks, you know, you may have trouble because the packaging may be round or the branding is on the front and the customer would kind of have to bend down to see it. So our packaging yeah. is great and I'm super proud of it. I'm super proud to be a company, part of a company that's kind of grown by leaps mm-hmm. and bounds <laughs> and this quickly. I know I sound a little Holly go lightly, but you know, my intent and my, my uh, cadence and my sort of enthusiasm for what I do today is, is, you know, true. And, and um, I'm super excited to be a part of such it's a great It's so great company. when you're actually really excited about something for once. And then you're like, is this real? I don't know. But yeah, right? it's so great. That's why I love right? this industry so much. It's like, yeah, it's, it's challenging and sometimes frustrating, but compared to every other industry I've worked in, um, it's amazing. Right? And you know what, speaking to another woman, what I love too is the glass ceiling. Like I come from an industry Absolutely. where the glass ceiling is in your face. Just it's there. just there and mm-hmm. it's difficult. And I've seen so many women that are bright and intelligent and have so much to offer. And they have been sort of run into this glass ceiling and they become frustrated yeah. and they choose to do other things. And so I think that industry has lost, you know, a true asset. Whereas cannabis, there's so many mm-hmm. wonderful women lifting each other up. Like as an example yeah. of this, you know, this podcast is great. Two <laughs> yeah. great women talking about, you know, this interesting yeah. concept and interesting industry. So I'm as it should be right I mean as it should be it's like why haven't we been doing this the whole time I know we have been in other ways but like this is how it should be I feel (laughs) I I completely agree and it's I think um you know whatever your viewpoint on cannabis is uh I think just being at a part of an industry that that can be helpful to folks in so many different facets Mm -hmm. and also so welcoming to all different types Mm -hmm. of people, whether you be creative or business or woman or man, mm-hmm. or however you define yourself. Um, this, or conservative right? or liberal. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it's like, it is the true icebreaker, oh, I say. Sure. <laughs> I have to tell you that I have met some of the most amazing folks in a creative yeah. aspect, in um, a business aspect, in just an entrepreneurial aspect. You know, these people that mm-hmm. just uh, found something they're passionate about and just worked very hard to make it you know, make it successful. So that's pretty inspiring, really. And you were so inspiring. Thank you for spending your time with us today and sharing your knowledge and showing us a different side that people don't really think about when they think about the cannabis industry. So I really appreciate it. Please come back anytime. I would love, love, love to be a part of your podcast anytime. I am all about women in business and cannabis. Mm -hmm. So um, please, please let me know if there's anything I can help you with in the future. I'd be happy to do it. And I'm so grateful that you had me on your, your podcast today. Our next guest is Denise Bitterman. Denise is a New York based attorney 
licensing consultant and co-founder and CEO of Mary's List. Her experience as a consultant for cannabis companies led her to create Mary's List, a professional service marketplace for the cannabis community, allowing businesses to hire freelancers and other service professionals on a project-to-project basis wherever they are in the country. Mary's List won the 2018 Boston University Cannabis Startup Competition and has been featured in Scentsy Magazine Boston, Fox 5 New York, Emerald Magazine, Got a Girl Crush, Maria and Jane Podcast, and seen in CNBC and Market Report. All right. So, Denise, what inspired the creation of Mary's List and what is it? Um, Mary's List is a professional services marketplace for the cannabis industry, allowing you to essentially hire freelancers or service providers around the country for project-based work in cannabis. Um, The idea stemmed from myself working as a licensing consultant in Colorado. I needed to move, and in doing so, I was still trying to freelance and find clients and find all the missing pieces I need for a licensing application, like security consultants, growth consultants, technical writers, etc., um, I saw that there was no real place that, that had and housed all the different services you need for um, a cannabis business to start from seed to essentially growth. And so I just decided to build it myself. Wow. I like it. So basically, what would you say that um, Mary's List is in like a one sentence summary, basically? Um if, uh, if, if I'm comparing it to other things that are currently on the market, it's kind of a mishmash between Upwork, which is a freelancer platform where you can have freelancers, and Angelist, where you can put in a request and say, hey, I need this, and um, professionals will bid on your project. So, Denise, in that vein, how can someone benefit from listing their professional services on your site? Well, Mary's List allows people from around the country to find you and your skills, whether or not you live in a legalized adult use or medical state. So if you're a graphic designer in New York and there's a dispensary in California looking to hire a graphic designer, well, they can hire you in New York and don't have to just rely on on the pool that is um, California graphic designers, for example, or there might be a designer in California that works out great, you know, just a hypothetical. So what types of um, professional services are listed on your site? I'm sorry, I should have asked that earlier, but is it just anything or do you have? Yeah, it's really, it's really um, a range of different professionals. As, as we find more and more things that people need in the cannabis industry, we always add categories. So we have graphic designers, we have writers, we have photographers, we have some caterers on there. We have marketers, um, you know, really anything you would need to, to have a cannabis business thrive. That's awesome. And speaking of what's on the website, I, I know you're doing a revamp of the website. So can you speak a little bit to that and what, what people can expect? Yeah, of course. So the site launched um, back at the end of January and essentially came out as a beta prototype that is functional, but not functioning to the way we'd really like it to. Mm -hmm. Um, When we first started the project, as we were building out the platform, we were running this really cool newsletter where people would just send in like a request for what they needed and um, other people would send in their profiles. And that seemed to work a lot more seamlessly and smoothly. So we're switching gears and moving more towards a, a curated model, mm-hmm. um, aside 
do-it-yourself, like typical freelance market with new graphics, new images, and just a, a prettier website. I love that. <laughs> and I love the newsletter because it's such a it's such a nice little recap of what's going on and what people need and what, I mean, it's just everything. I think everyone should be uh, subscribed to your newsletter and pay attention to what you're doing because just looking at the newsletter alone, I've found so many ideas and connections for other people. It's, it's pretty amazing what you're doing. Um, Thank you. How does Mary list work to educate the public about cannabis? Mary's List serves to educate the public about cannabis because we help people get jobs in the industry, right? And that shows them that cannabis isn't this like crazy, scary thing. Mm -hmm. It's actually a beautiful thing. That's a medicine that really, really helps people. Um, we've had, we've helped do a career fair in New York. Um, we are launching a webinar series to introduce people to working in cannabis. Um, we're activists. We go to Albany and fight for cannabis legalization in New York. Yeah, and, you do. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And we, you know, we just, we just try to show people that, um, the stoner mentality is, is cool. I appreciate it, but it's also not the only thing that's happening in Canada. There are professionals that work in this industry because we need professionals to build a business. And so we're, we help facilitate that. That's awesome. Um, and yeah. I love that you're, you're, you're like putting your money, so to speak, where your mouth is and you're doing the work and, um, going to Albany and all of that. That's amazing. And I wish I could have joined you and I want to next time. Definitely. Um, what is the most surprising thing that you've found in your work? Um, actually how difficult it would be to still get a bank account and a payment processor account and get people paid for the Ugh, work they're doing yeah. despite being an ancillary non-plant mm -hmm. business. Yes, that is such a such a struggle for all of us. It's, it's so annoying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are just like fighting it as hard as we can. But uh, I mean, it shouldn't be that difficult anyway. Um, so you have some webinars that you're working on. Um, and do you want to talk a little bit about what that what all is going to be involved with those? Absolutely. We um, partnered with a webinar platform called Bright Talk. We are going to be one of their first cannabis channels on there. So we're really excited about that. We are launching our first webinar series in honor of 420 on April 24th. It's going to be a three-part webinar series with um, amazing, amazing panelists. We have women talking about um, startups and entrepreneurship in cannabis, talking about media, advertising, and marketing in cannabis, as well as community and events and what we can do after 420 to keep the spirit alive. Mm -hmm. That is really great. So you're helping people kind of gain the tools to be employed, and you're also finding the resources uh, and the connections. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop is what you're basically getting toward or going towards, right, with this Mary's List. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's awesome. Um, what is your favorite part of what you do? I absolutely love the people that I meet every single day and helping somebody get a job. I, I honestly just never knew how rewarding that would feel because it wasn't, it wasn't my background. It wasn't what I did in the past um, as a lawyer. So, you know, um, I mean, I, I can't believe it. Like I help people put food on their tables and 
in doing so, I help more people access medicine. And that is my favorite, very favorite part of what yes, we do. Yes, it's, it's the it's a double-sidedness of the cannabis industry. I think it's so awesome when it works out that way. <laughs> and yes, hopefully absolutely. continues to do that. Um, so do you have anything specific to promote or a call to action? I know you have so much going on right now, so I'm sure there's like a running list. <laughs> well, you know, I, I just invite um, anyone interested in learning more about the cannabis industry and, and being a part of it to, to come to our webinars, check out our website, sign up, email me, um, hi at maryslist.co. I always love to talk to people and help. Is that H-I or H-I-G-H? I had to, you know, you never know with this. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Denise, for coming on today. And we definitely want to have you back anytime. Um, please, please, please check out Mary's list and please, please, please come back, Denise. We, we really enjoyed having you and we love talking to you. So Thank you. Likewise. I love what you're doing. I really appreciate what you're doing thank for the you. community and um, especially for women. So, so thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Your Highness Podcast. If you would like to be featured in a future episode or would like to inquire about possible sponsorship, email yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. That's yourhighnesspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at highnesspodcast. That's at Highness Podcast. Thanks again.